WPRFM HD1 New York and iHeartRadio station. It's time, it's time, it's time, time to wake up. DJ Infangela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. This one of my favorite shows to do just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're, you know, they're listening to the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. Hey, fam. What's good? Today is International Women's Day, so the women are taking over, as you can see. There's only one woman on the Breakfast Club, and that would be me. So in celebration of this day, I'm working and they're not. Does that seem backwards? Are you talking to me? Oh, I guess we can. Yeah, it's drama. Does that seem backwards or no? A little bit. I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to just sit here and listen. I don't want to, you know. you Interrupt you know. the w- one woman. <laughs> do y'all know what it's like being the only woman in this room every morning? I do not. Okay. I guess you don't. <laughs> but shout out to all the women out there who are doing incredible things. It was a great weekend. Uh, today's Monday. Clarissa Shields fought on Friday. Did anybody watch that fight in this room? I missed it, but I saw the recap. Yeah, she she's am- she's amazing. And also the All-Star, NBA All-Star game was this weekend, mm-hmm. was yesterday. One day instead of the whole weekend, like it usually is. I saw a lot of video footage of people doing whatever they could to get out to NBA All-Star weekend. Saw a lot of parties, saw some fights, saw some cars getting stripped down. Yeah. I was at home. <laughs> and yes, and happy to be there. But I know DJ Envy was out there, so I'm sure he'll have some things to say. I saw him posting a lot of pictures saying that he was wearing a mask without a mask on. <laughs> Did anybody notice that? He's like, yes, Gia, I'm wearing my mask. And then he did a whole slide of six pictures with no mask on. No comment. Yeah. But um, a lot of things happened over the weekend that we'll get into this morning. We have some special guests coming through today to Mm -hmm. celebrate International Women's Day. Saweetie will be joining us. Her. Chloe and Hallie. And then I did a roundtable with Mulatto, Dream Doll, and Erica Binks. Mm -hmm. So that should be really fun. Plus, Jess Hilarious will be guest hosting this morning. I believe she's on her way here now. She flew in just for this, so I appreciate that. So I just want to shout out to all the women. And when you guys are calling up this morning, I want you all to shout out to all the women who are special in your life as well. So And all the women, you know, shout each other out. Shout yourself out, too. I always say that we don't give each other our own flowers. Sometimes we try to downplay things that we've accomplished, and we're very modest and humble and... Women, if you want to call in this morning and just talk about some amazing things that you've done, some things that you're proud of, today is the day to do that. You should be doing that every day, but let's highlight that today. So let's talk about International Women's Day 2021. What is the theme? And we'll tell you what you need to know next up on The Breakfast Club. That was a nice throwback. It's The Breakfast Club celebrating International Women's Day. And I want you all to celebrate with me this morning. Now it's time for Front Page News. So, let's talk about the NBA All-Star Game last night. Team LeBron did beat Team Durant and handily beat them, by the way, every single quarter. But fortunately, that uh, donation goes to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. I think they were donating to a few different organizations, but this is all for HBCUs, uh, the United Negro College Fund as well. So congratulations to Team LeBron. Uh, Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo won the MVP. 
Demonte Sabonis won the skills competition, and Steph Curry won the three-point contest, and Afrini Simmons won the dunk contest. So congratulations to everybody there. I saw a lot of footage of people trying to get out to All-Star. I'm glad I did not go anywhere. It was looking extremely crazy. Now, also over the weekend, on Friday, Clarissa Shields actually headlined an all-women's pay-per-view card. So that's the first time something like that has happened. She's also going to be fighting in the MMA later. Now, she did beat uh, Marie Ava Dakar, and she is now the two-division undisputed champ. Well, who is she going to fight next when asked about going down to 147 and fighting Katie Taylor? Here's what she said. Katie Taylor at 147 pounds. Can you go down to 147 and get a title? Katie Taylor is not the worry in that sentence. The 147 is. They got to pay me a lot of money for me to lose my butt to go down to 147. <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm a woman. And uh, that's something I love about my body is I may not have no big breasts, but I got a nice butt. And I will lose that going to 147. So they need to come with that dough. And I'll be seeing Katie at 147 as long as they come at least with a million. All right. She deserves that because I don't know anybody that could be. She's undefeated. Now, the one person who beat her as an amateur, though, is Savannah Marshall. And when questioned about whether or not she would fight her in the U.K. or here in the United States, here's what she said. Savannah Marshall, no, she cannot and will not ever be able to f with me. And she can come to America. I can go to the U.K. We can go to Mexico, wherever Savannah Marshall want to go. I will f her up and tell Eddie Hearn he came with that whack ass $250,000. Tell him he better come with 500k, 750. He want me to come over there to the UK and smoke his girl. Pay me. <laughs> I love it. Listen, she's exciting to watch, and I think in boxing, just what you do outside the ring is important too. So she's hyping it up. I'm excited for her. So congratulations again to Clarissa Shields. I was watching. I actually ordered that fight just because I wanted to support, and then I fell asleep. All right, now, today is International Women's Day, so the theme for 2021 is hashtag choose to challenge. Now, according to the International Women's Day website, it says a challenge world is an alert world. We can all choose to challenge and call out gender bias and inequality. So that is about gender parity in government, workplaces, healthcare, sports, and media coverage that is achievable through individual change. And they hope this this year, this year's theme for International Women's Day will inspire individuals to challenge these biases, question stereotypes, and celebrate the achievements of women around the world. And that's just what we are doing today on The Breakfast Club. Just to let y'all know, next week, I'm going to take Monday off because I feel like it's not fair. And I want some equality immediately. These guys are getting a day off because it's International Women's Day. I'm working. They're not. So next week they're working. I'm not. All right. So call us up right now on this International Women's Day. Again, it's Choose to Challenge. And the number is 800-585-1051. And shout out somebody, a woman who is special in your life or women. Shout out to girls. Shout out to South out. I want to know how y'all weekend was. What did you do? Did you watch the fight? Did you watch the All-Star game? What did you think? Check in with me this morning. It's Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. All right, today is International Women's Day on The Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee, and I'm holding it down this morning. And Jess Hilarious will be here shortly as my guest co-host. But good morning. Who is this? This is Stacy. Stacy. Yes, ma'am. Stacy, happy International Women's Day, girl. And same to you, and thank you for what you do, holding it down with those men. <laughs> it's not Even easy they're job. not working today, but it's all good. It's all about you, all about us. All right. How are you celebrating today? Actually, I'm going to work. I'm like going me. To work, and I'm going to come back and get the kids ready to go to daycare. 
you know, that womanly thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just want to salute all women that's taking care of their business one way or the other. You know, it's not about color. It's not about status. It's about being a woman, standing for what we represent. And it should be unity. Ain't that crazy that it's International Women's Day, but we're not taking a day off. We're working just as hard as we do every day. Exactly. Because our job never stops. All right. Well, thank you. Make us strong. Well, thank you for checking in with us and have a great day. Hopefully somebody in your life does something special for you to celebrate you today. Well, thank you. And same to you. Have a great day. See how nice that is to start your morning off with just ladies. All right. Good morning. Happy International Women's Day. Who is this? Hey, this is Charles Malam. What's your name? Troll? Charles. Charles. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm in the truck. Uh, so who you want to shout out this morning, Charles? It's International Women's Day. Uh, I just want to shout out the woman in my family and my girlfriend, Deja. Okay, uh, Deja. You know, women, women make the world go around, so I want to shout y'all out. You too, Angela. Well, thank you. Are you going to do something special for Deja today? Of course, of course. I can't tell you that on the radio, but I got something for her. Oh, that's sweet. Well, thank you, Charles. We appreciate you for being here in, uh, in solidarity with us. And again, they're telling you, call out any type of inequalities that you see. And we should be doing that all the time. But let's make sure we really highlight that today. Okay, I got you. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, you. Charles. Deja. All right. Well, again, call us up 800-585-1051. Check in with us. It's International Women's Day, but it's also on Monday. So a lot happened over the weekend. So I want to know if any of y'all went out to All Star, how it went down, what you thought about it. And let's shout out some special women in our lives. All right. It is The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. What's up? It is The Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee, and it's International Women's Day. And right now, you are calling up to get it off your chest. But today's a celebration. It's International Women's Day. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Cassidy. Hey, Kathy. Happy International Women's Day. Yes, back at you. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get on here and just kind of like shout out all the moms who have babies in the NICU. Um, I'm a first time mom and I had my daughter at, she was born at 27 weeks. Wow. And so she spent the first three months of her life in the NICU. And I just don't think a lot of women talk about the struggles it is to have your baby in the NICU and still try to go to work and still try to have that social life and get back to normal. It's just, it was really hard for me. Well, your baby's fine now, right? Yes, she that, is perfectly healthy. She's almost a year old. That is a blessing. So that, But you're right. That is something a lot of people don't talk about, how stressful that can be for you to actually give birth and then have to deal with that and still go get up and go to work. That's why you're a superwoman. Thank you. And it was also all during the midst of COVID. I had her in April of 2020, so it was right in the middle of COVID. So I had to literally give birth alone. Damn, girl, when, let me tell you something. That's going to be a story to tell when your child grows up. If they do something wrong, you're going to be like, do you know what I went through? <laughs> exactly. Like, don't make me tear you up right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for sharing with us. Yes, ma'am. You have a great day. You too. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Club. Get it off your chest. Who's this? Hey, good morning. This is uh, E out from the 757. What's up from the 757? What's good? Who well, you want to yo, shout out? Hey, I want to shout out uh, my girl and the mother of my child. Cassandra, uh, she's a, a wonderful mother. She keeps me fed, keeps the house clean, um, does everything right, and uh, and uh, she owns a, a black a black owned beauty supply. Okay, let's shout it out. Um, 
Yeah, let, let me shout it out real quick, you know. It's, uh, it's Layla's Beauty, and that's uh, spelled L-A-I-L-A-H dot com or at underscore Layla's Beauty, spelled the same way. Okay, um, Layla's Beauty. Up on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Look at that, supporting his woman and her, her business. Got She's got her own business. Hey, got that's right. Got to. She take care of me. I got to look out for her, too, somehow. <laughs> uh, somehow. <laughs> Seems like... <laughs> no, I, th- I do. <laughs> Seems like she does everything. She keeps you fed, takes care of the baby, got her own business. What you doing hey, for her today? I, I'm going to work. I keep the bills paid. You know what I'm saying? I do my part, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I help out in cleaning. I raise our, our daughter as well, you know. I feel like I'm a good father. I'm a good man, so... Um, Mm-hmm. I, you, I guess you'd have to ask her. She ain't gave me no complaints. So. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The number one thing I hear women complaining about in relationships is that they end up having to hold down the household a lot more. And men don't realize how difficult that is. Like having well, a balance, having a job, having a baby, cleaning, uh, cooking, all of that. Absolutely. And uh, it's something that I could probably reach out to you on uh, the, the Ask Ye sector uh, one day. If you don't mind, I, could, uh, I don't know, get, reach out to you offline or something. Okay. All right, no problem. Please do. You know, I'll be answering my DMs. And I do want to encourage everybody who's listening today, as it it is International Women's Day, a lot of women complain about that. So y'all should be a little bit more aware of that. Just like you're working, she's working. Even if she's working at home, that's a lot of work. So just make sure you help take take care of it, take care of everything at home, too. All right. Well, again, it is International Women's Day. and I am taking over the Breakfast Club because as a woman, you know, we work twice as hard. And so next up, we have her joining us, and we're going to be talking about a lot of things that she has going on. Uh, she's an amazing artist. I've always liked her ever since she first came out. So let's hear what she has to say for International Women's Day and who she is celebrating next on The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Connect. Board. Wake that ass up in the morning. Check out this Breakfast Club Rewind. Now, our producers have this thing that I just learned about this morning. Normalizing. It's like hearing things in HD. Correct. And I just listened to Wendy Williams' alleged fart in HD, and it sounded amazing. But uh, first, we have to play Wendy Williams' alleged fart without normalized. Listen. That cop wasn't playing that. I mean, you're lucky you only got battery. Now, can we hear it with normalized? This is Wendy Williams' fart in actual HD. Listen. That cop wasn't playing that. I mean, you're lucky you only got battery. That's texture. It got some meat to it when you hear it in HD. When you hear it without the normalized, it sounds wet. Drop on the clues, Bob. I gave Wendy it too much credit. Uh, good morning, Wendy. All right. How you pooting? <laughs> Taking you back, back, back with the classic rewind. rewind. It's the Breakfast Club. I Did thought you this really? was a podcast. Power 1051. <laughs> back. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. What's up? It's the Breakfast Club. And as you know, it's International Women's Day. So I got to cherry pick the people that I wanted to have on the show to join me while the guys aren't here. And we have her with us. What's up? How are you? Hey, I'm great. I'm happy to be speaking with you. Thanks for having me. First of all, you've been having like the most incredible, I know it's a pandemic going on, but you've still been out here really working, like Super Bowl performance, amazing. Thank you, man. Got to make it happen. You know, got to keep it going, um, stay creative. And, and I've been blessed to be able to, to keep it going, though. Mm-hmm. Jasmine Sullivan, I love the collaboration with you guys. You know, I've been following you, you. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was so excited about that record. I'm a huge Jasmine Sullivan fan, and then to be on the Super Bowl stage with her, that was that was really dope. And I saw, by the way, the verses you and D'Angelo. 
Yeah. Two of my fa- best part, you and Daniel Caesar. I'm like, that's a wedding song right there. And then you did Nothing Even Matters. And I had just said the other day when Lauryn Hill's album went um, Diamond, I was like, that's like my favorite song on there. And then you came out and performed that with D'Angelo. Wow. Yeah, I honestly, when I got the call and, you know, they were telling me that he was a really big fan. I was like, no way. Like, I could not believe it. Like my mouth dropped. I, I was like, there's no way. So top five for sure. You know, I want to talk to you about just consistency and hard work because you have been singing and people may not know since you were young, like 10 years old, basically. So what are some things that were instilled in you that you knew you just had to keep it going and keep working and not give up? Well, the number one thing is trust the process, but also, you know, I I started so young and not even trying to be in the industry or trying to be an artist. It was just like music was a given. And, um, you you know, my passion is really what what drives me and the fact that I would do this um, you know, even without the the accolades and without the the money or the the people, you know, it, without all those things, and um, it can get hard. But you you have to trust your path and your journey and what's meant for you. And um, I work really hard, and and I think that's those are some of the the keys to to keep keep going. What about collaboration? Now I know that you work really well with other writers and producers. So how important is collaboration to you? Where you don't feel like oh, it's so important for me to say I wrote this all by myself. Yeah, you know, to me, people who, I mean, not all people, but most of the time when you when you brag about that kind of thing, everything starts to sound the same or, you know, you kind of reach a ceiling. So for me, collaboration is important because there's always more. There's always more for me to learn. I, I'm always going to be a student. I always want to receive something that I don't have. I just want somebody to, to come in and bring something new to the table and show me something that I may not have known before. So um, you just get a different sound and a different perspective. One thing I really wanted to ask you about is embracing your quote imperfections. I know a lot of times we look at ourselves and we see all these things that we don't like, but you talk about being able to uh, embrace those and also your vulnerabilities. How have you managed to handle that? Yeah, I mean, it's always a journey. We're never 100% there, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't even be here if I tried to be somebody else, you mm-hmm. know? And I realized that, and everybody has has embraced me and, and I've had to to um, listen to that voice inside of my head and listen to my intuition. Like, I'm, I like this, I don't like this. This is who I am, this is who I'm not, you know? And sometimes you have to know who you're not in order to find who you are. And um, it, it's it's still a process, but I really just think whatever makes you happy is what you should do. Because I've never been happy if I ever tried to be somebody else or tried to do what everybody else is doing. And um, being different is a superpower. You know, right. and that's that's what I live by is like that being unique and, and being who you are is as real as it gets. All right. Now, I wanted to talk to you about Judas and the Black Messiah because you're on that soundtrack. Also, you got nominated for a Golden Globe for that yeah. the album, got you know, for the movie. So mm-hmm. talk to me about getting that call for that and the song that you did for it and what you thought about the movie. Just Judas and the Black Messiah talk. Yeah, man. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, to me, was one of the most important films because it's a story that's part of our Black history that people don't really know. They don't really teach that in schools. Um, so I felt like it was a te- it's a teachable moment. But, um, you know, for me, when I got the call, I was like, of course I want to be part of it. And I was really excited just because of the era, um, the whole Black Panther era and that time in music. 
So we watched the movie and there were a lot of moments I was like, wow, I can't believe that this happened. And the fact that Fred Hampton was 21, you know, um, and and the parallels, you know, the the things that happened then and and what's happening today and how it's not too different. um, And and it's very sad. And so I wanted to make this record like hopeful and and make this this song just something that was was going to connect the two generations, you know. And being that it is International Women's Day, right? Who are some women that have really supported you and helped you in this business? Man, um, my mom. (laughs) You know, when my mom was pregnant with my sister and I was really young, she was still, you know, dragging my heavy guitar and my amp to every single talent show. She was like my number one supporter, you know, while my dad was working. So my mom is always number one. And uh, my MBK family is run by amazing, powerful women, uh, Janine McLean and, and Misha, Misha, um, Hedman. She is like, they're, they're like the top women to me that have, have mentored me and, and taught me so much through the music industry. And, um, just being around different artists like Alicia Keys and Al Varner and, and K Michelle, everybody that, um, MBK managed, uh, I've been able to watch them. Brandy, you know, it's a countless amount of artists that I've been able to watch closely and, and just learn from and, and, uh, gain knowledge from. What about paying it for it? Because I know there's some younger women artists that you actually also help mentor in a way. Ah, I don't know. Am I a mentor, really? Kind of. You yeah. know, I, yeah, but there are because I know um, I've heard about it. Layla, I know she like loves you. Oh, man, Layla. Uh, she is so talented. Layla, she she just dropped a song and I'm so proud of her and I keep up with her and, and everything she does. But I, I consider her like my little sister. You know, I, I consider her somebody that I I champion all the time and she's doing big things and she's finding herself in her artistry and she's killing it. But yeah, definitely. You know, there's there's a baby her out there who's <laughs> always watching me and, and cut me my outfits and it's so cute and she's always performing and, and doing my songs and making little videos. Um, but that that kind of stuff means the world to me, man. I never I never thought that I could be a mentor, you know, or I could um, you pass, on, pass on knowledge or be a role model. So that, that means the world to me, uh, you know, for you to say that. All right. And lastly, before we get out of here, it is International Women's Day. And I do feel like as women, a lot of times we don't take the time to just celebrate ourselves. So I mm-hmm. want you to celebrate yourself and tell me what are some things that you've accomplished that you are super proud of that you can say, you know what? I am amazing. Um, whew, there's a lot of things. I think performing with some of my favorite artists and being alongside people like Alicia Keys and having a crazy guitar solo moment on this big stage at Global Citizen was probably one of my favorite moments ever. And I'm so proud of myself for, for conquering that that moment. Um, the fact that you even said I'm a role model, that that makes me feel like I am amazing and that people are watching and they do appreciate what I do and, and what I love. Um, and there's there's countless of those moments. So I'm blessed and I'm amazing. Good. There you go. I love it. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me again. Like I said, there are certain women that I just really admire and love. And I'm so happy that you were able to join me on International Women's Day as we take over without Envy and Charlamagne in the studio and have a good time. So thank you. Thank you. The feeling is mutual. And, uh, you know, you're a queen. I'm a queen. We recognize each other. And that's what it's about. So happy International Women's Day. Hey, happy International Women's Day. It is a Monday on The Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee, and I'm holding it down. It's just me. I'm Thelma and Louise this morning. Dramos is Louise. I don't know what that means, though. 
Oh, well, you got to watch the movie. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about what's happening. Uh, Maya Shaka will be the first black woman to work as an NFL referee. She will take the field in her new role this fall. So congratulations to her. Here's what she's told today. Well, you know, it didn't really hit me until just now. When oh, I wow. saw uh, the introduction, I'm like, this is really real. Because mm. uh, this is just something that we're just always taught to work hard for. And you don't, sometimes we just don't take time to stop and smell our own roses. And, you know, I've just been grinding for so long at this and just just to it's just an honor to be able to join the National Football League. Can you believe that? Never had a black woman as a ref in the NFL. It's huge. It just goes to show you how much work there is still to be done that we're still having these conversations about the first. Mm -hmm. All right. Now let's talk about stimulus payments. What you need to do to get the third stimulus payment. That's going to be up to $1,400. Now, FYI, if you owe taxes, they could take that money for your back taxes. Just letting you know. But if everything does go as planned, they expect that millions of Americans will soon be getting another stimulus payment. That's up to $1,400 for individuals, $2,800 for couples, and an additional $1,400 for dependents. These payments are under the American Rescue Plan. As you know, they did take some things out of that bill that people were disappointed about, of course. And... Uh, namely raising the unemployment to $15 an hour but that's because they didn't think it would pass if they had that in with this rescue plan so the IRS has said that you shouldn't file before you have all the information you need to submit an accurate form so I know that a lot of times people are wondering okay how do they base what I'm eligible for the IRS will issue advanced payments either based on your 2019 federal return or your 2020 return if you filed one already now if your income was too high based on your income for 2019, but you think you might be eligible because some things changed in this past year, maybe you lost your job or you only were working part-time, then you should file your tax return as soon as you can. That way that'll count for that. So just giving you that information uh, for everybody out there that is wondering what they need to do to get that check. I'm hoping that that does happen for people um, pretty soon, by the way. All right. And the George Floyd murder trial is expected to start. They're actually going to be doing jury selection uh, starting today. And Court TV will televise the trial live. And reports indicate it's likely to be among the most closely watched legal events in recent U.S. history. It'll be televised and streamed on Law and Crime, a network which just launched on Peacock. So right now, Minneapolis has been barricading and boarding up in anticipation of that trial happening. Now, uh, Louise. We, oh, that's me. That's okay. Yeah, Hi. Thelma and Louise this morning. Me and Jamal's while we're waiting for Jess Hilarious <laughs> to get here for International Women's Day. And you know we have a, a action-packed show with mm -hmm. a lot of special guests. But we saw that uh, DJ Envy was out in Atlanta yep. for All-Star. He did say he got the first vaccine shot, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what does that mean as far as him coming into the studio? He sits right next to you. You guys are always, as we call, quote, coochie crunch together in the morning. I don't know what that means. It means like really close together. No, you're insinuating something, but go ahead. <laughs> anyway, um, so according to the CDC, they're issuing guidelines for vaccinated people in the next couple of days. Uh -huh. So if you are vaccinated, right? Yep. Can you just be next to somebody who's not vaccinated? What happens then? I thought I heard that you, Dr. Fauci, was only suggesting that you be around other people who are vaccinated and fully vaccinated, by the way. I think Emily had one shot. I've only had one shot as well. Mm. All right. Well, um, they haven't released these federal guidelines, but they're saying that it should be out in the next couple of days. So I'm just curious to see what's going to happen. So you guys both got your first shot. Right. But it takes weeks for it to, I think, be to kick in. Like I just got it two weeks ago, I think, or a week ago. 
Uh, so I, I don't get know. I don't get my next one to the end of this month. So. And I just want to stress that I know a lot of places are opening back up and they're saying that less than 10% of people, by the way, have been vaccinated so far. Mm. And so it's still not a super, let's just be out in the open doing yeah. whatever, not wearing a mask. And it's not resuming normal life. Mm -hmm. You do need to hang in there a little bit longer. So if you have an option of wearing a mask and you don't have to, you should still do it anyway. Mm hmm Right, let me see. Jamas is wearing his mask right now. I got my special Oh, one. sorry, Louise. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's like a buddy. We're buddies this morning on the Didn't Breakfast Club. Didn't you say Club. they die at the end, though? So I don't know. Is this like a good thing? Damn, give away the movie for other people who haven't seen it. I'm Why just, don't you? All right, I'm just saying. But, um, yeah, but it's, it's the way everything happened. But I think, okay. you know, for something like today, they should actually do a modern-day Thelma and Louise story. Where they don't die. Uh, I didn't say what did or didn't happen at the end. <laughs> That's you saying that. You haven't even seen it. For I, you to... <laughs> I've just heard. Just heard. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is your front page news. Now coming up next. What are we doing next? Are we doing my topic? Yeah, let's do your topic. All right. All right. So as you know, it was All-Star Weekend. And mm -hmm. I want you guys to call in and tell me if you ever had the experience where you went somewhere but didn't have enough money to get home. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a woman who actually started a GoFundMe because she went out to Atlanta for NBA All-Star Weekend. Now she's stranded. So she was asking for donations. She said, I need help getting back home. I'm stuck in Atlanta. She actually did get... Uh, quite a few donations. She's trying to raise $1,300. I saw a lot of people actually uh, giving some money. And she did go on Facebook, though, later on and say that it was all a, a joke. And she's on her way to the bank. And she said, thank you all. But I don't know about all that. Wait, why should you need $1,300 to get home? If plane tickets don't cost She them. said, I went to Atlanta for All-Star Weekend with $400, only booked a one-way because I was waiting on my unemployment to pay my way back. Mm. But they baited. I need help surviving and making it back home to New York. Please, anything will help. And so she raised... Um, yeah, she actually, it was shared more than 50,000 times. So nah. there you have it. But I'm also thinking about when I was younger, have I ever gone someplace and not had enough money to get home? Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about it. But I want you guys to call up and be honest. All right, 800-585-1051. If you ever gone someplace and not known how you were going to get home, maybe you didn't even have enough money to eat. You just knew you had to get there. And then you were going to play it by air. Let me know. And no shame. We're not going to be judging you this morning. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club. Today's International Women's Day. I'm Angela Yee. So we are taking over this morning for the women. And I want to talk about NBA All-Star Weekend. Now, a woman started a GoFundMe. She said she was stranded in Atlanta. She didn't have a way to get home. She only had $400. She booked it one way. She was waiting for her unemployment to pay her way back. But she said it didn't happen. So she was trying to raise $1,300. Now, she did say that it was all a joke later on and that she kind of scammed everybody and she was going to the bank. But I want to see, have y'all ever gone somewhere and didn't know how you were going to get home and didn't have the money? Let's talk to Margaret. What's up, Margaret? Angela Yee, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy International Women's Day. Back at you, girl. Thank you for holding it down for the ladies today. I love it, love it. Now, have you ever been stranded or had went somewhere but didn't have enough money to get home? So the first Obama um, inauguration, there was no way I wasn't going. <laughs> so okay. I got a ticket round trip. I had no hotel room the week before. Ooh. I had no money. And bad. I was really bad. I took one of my kids with me. <gasps> you took your kid with no place to stay? <laughs> 
We, well, we found a hotel all the way in Colombia, and it was an extended stay. My cousin paid for it for me, and we ate um, SpaghettiOs because I didn't know what to be. <laughs> All right, Mark. So, okay, I get it, though. First of all, I know it was impossible to get a, a hotel around that time anyway, whether or not you had money. But was it worth it? It was absolutely worth it. We were there. It was historic. I will never forget it. And I, I just, I'm glad I accepted the risk. I did not do a GoFundMe to get back home, though. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm not mad at it. Sometimes you out here trying to grind and make something happen. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> not for not for basketball. Sorry, sorry. But not for All-Star, but for Obama's inauguration. Did you actually go to the inauguration? Say again? Did you actually go to the inauguration? We went on the parade route. We did get on the parade route. We did get to see him. We were living in the Carolinas at the time, and we were in North Carolina when he came on his uh, you know, campaign trail. Okay. When he won, I, I bought the ticket the day he won. Okay. All right. I'm not mad at you. Thank you, Margaret. I'm sure your son appreciates it. All right. Good morning. Now, let's talk about getting stranded with no money. Who's this? Good morning, Italy. This is Whitney from Jersey City. What's up, Whitney? Have you ever gone somewhere with no money to get home? Oh, yeah, girl. I was dumb when I was young. Out eighth grade, I called myself cutting school to go meet some boy or salute. <laughs> I'm from Jersey City, so I went all the way to Newark, right? Mm -hmm. $3. I hopped the train. I'm like, all right, when I get over here, I'm going to walk from his house to Penn Station back and hop the train again. Damn. When I when I got over here and realized the walk from his house to Penn Station was 45 minutes, <laughs> oh, my I God. finally flagged a cop car down. I copped it. I, I got the cop. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm stuck. It's the middle of the day. I'm supposed to be in school. Then I get what help you get in the back. I get in the back, they take me to the precinct and call my mother. Damn, girl. <laughs> First of all, it is crazy that you know you're supposed to be in, in school and you flag down the cops. <laughs> I thought they were here to help. Now, secondly, I got to ask you this. Where was your boyfriend? He didn't come meet you? He wasn't my boyfriend. There was a guy off the loop. I was being sad. <laughs> Damn. Well, listen, I, you might have dodged a whole nother bullet because you was only in eighth grade. For real, girl. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad you made it out of that safe because that could have went totally wrong. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. When I was in eighth grade, I did all kinds of irresponsible things. Like things that nowadays you look back and you're like, damn, that was dangerous. Yeah, you be like, because you think that you know everything and you're untouchable. Right. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here with us, Whitney. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a good day, guys. All right. You too. All right. Well, call us up. We're talking about getting stranded with no money to get home. This is all off of uh, Atlanta All-Star Weekend. I saw people getting out of U-Haul trucks. We saw one woman started to go funny because she couldn't get back to New York. She was stuck in Atlanta. Let me know your stories. I know for myself personally, there's been times when... I've been with my girls and I didn't really have any money. We used to go to Howard's Homecoming every year and I never really had money. I was in college. I was kind of broke. So my girl, my best friend, she always had a car. So we would drive out there and I never really had any money, but I knew she wasn't going to leave me, hopefully. What if we would have gotten into a fight? I'd have been stuck. Right, Louise? <laughs> you would have been asked out at that point. Thank you. <laughs> and just so y'all know, me and Jamal said Delma and Louise this morning on International Women's Day. It's the Breakfast Club. Like Call this, us up, 800-585-1051. <laughs> it's topic time. <laughs> Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. 
talk about it. What's up? It is The Breakfast Club, and we are talking about getting stranded somewhere with no money to get home. This happened because of a woman who went to Atlanta. She couldn't get back to New York. She actually had to start a GoFundMe. And I want to say, when I was younger, we didn't have GoFundMe. So if you were stuck, you was just stuck trying to figure it out. And... There's definitely been times that I've been irresponsible when I was younger. You just want to go out and make it happen. You sharing a room with six other friends of yours and doing what you can to make it by. But I've never really felt comfortable not having cash on me or not having like some way to get home. I didn't really have credit cards like that. So I always had to figure it out. But um, fortunately, nothing bad ever happened. Now that I think about it, I'm really lucky. But um, let's see what y'all stories are. 800-585-1051. We have Keon on the line. What's up, Keon? Yes, ma'am. You got stuck before? Man, I got stuck bad, Ms. Yee. What happened? I was, when when I was younger, you know, I'm, I'm 31 right now. You feel me? But I was 20 at the time. I was messing with this married woman. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm from last year. I listen to y'all every morning. Me and my fiance, we listen to y'all every morning. I wind up messing with this married woman, but her husband came back. Damn. Earlier than expected. And he was knocking on the door while we were in the haze. So Wait. I had to jump out of the window. Mm-mm-mm. And I had to move my way out of there. You see, that's what happens when you when you put poons before you before you think before you put poons. You feel me? Now hold right. on. Why was he knocking on the door? Where you you guys were in a hotel? Nah, no. It was at uh, they knew apartment. He didn't have a key at the time. They Damn. Just there. Wow. So you broke so, in the bed. Yeah, I I felt bad, man. I felt so guilty. <laughs> I felt so bad. So I had to call one of my cousins <laughs> to catch a greyhound. Back to Lafayette, which is like a 45 minute drive from uh, <laughs> Lafayette. Oh, damn, great. Now, how was you planning to get home anyway? She was supposed to bring me back. She didn't pick me up. <laughs> Did you ever talk to her again after that? No. Uh-uh. I told her I told her my life is too valuable for me. Oh, no. I know your heart was being so uh-huh. fast. You out there in a strange place by yourself. I mean, I know BR. I know bad roads, but it's just. I never got caught up in a situation like that. And we met at the club. (laughs) We met at the club. Dang it, man. Like, it's just crazy. But tell Charlotte, man, and tell Envy, man, I love her, man. And I love uh, y'all show. We listen to y'all every morning. It's International Women's Day. We don't love these hoes this morning. (laughs) 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 And you one of them. All right, no problem. All right, we are talking about getting stranded with no money to get home. I know this has happened to a lot of people. I know personally for a fact, I know some people this happened to that I've had to uh, actually Western Union some money out there. So I know y'all got some stories. Good morning. Who's this? This is Cool Ray from Columbus, Ohio. Cool Ray, have you ever gotten stranded and didn't have a way to get back home? Yes, ma'am. Tell us about it. Me and my boy, when we graduated from high school, we thought we'd go down to Florida and have a little fun, but we ended up spending all our money down there on strippers. <laughs> so so we couldn't get back. So we had to do, uh, back in the day when you stopped at a gas station, you used to be able to pump before you pay. So we had to fill up the tank and skirt and on then, them. Yep. Uh. But then we got pulled over by the Kentucky State Troopers. And he wanted. To, he said, "All you got to do is admit you stole the gas, and you won't be in trouble." But he ain't catching us up in no Vlad interview, so. <laughs> but he my- didn't admit it, and he just kicked. He kicked us out of the state of Kentucky. Damn, you know what? That's crazy though, because when you go to a gas station, you know they're gonna have your license plate. This was this was in '95. They might have had us on camera, but 
We wasn't worried about that. We just needed to get home. Okay. All right. I'm not mad at y'all. You made him. You know what? I'm glad to find out. There's a lot more guys that have done this than women. I always thought that when me and my girls, like, we always was trying to do things we didn't have money to do. But it seems like guys be making this mistake a lot more. I'm proud to say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much. Happy International Women's Day. Thank you. All right. Well, as you can see, it is International Women's Day. So that just proved my point, man. As much as y'all might want to act like we're irresponsible, you guys are a lot more irresponsible than we are. Mm. So next up, we're going to talk to my girl. I know that's right. Saweetie is joining us on International Women's Day. You know I had to have her, uh, you know, sit down and do a little something for International Women's Day on The Breakfast Club. So, you know, today's International Women's Day, and you know we got the most loved sweetheart, Sweetie, on. What's up, Sweetie? Hey, girl. Thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate you for always showing up every time I need you for something. So, I just want to thank you for that. I look at you as like the branding queen also. And I do feel like when it comes to this industry, not only do you do music, but you also have to be a brand, right? And you have so many things that I think organically go with who you are. Thank you. I mean, there's women like Rihanna that just showed you that there's no limits to what your brand can be. And I think it's important for like little girls of color to see women like her and like me doing these things so they know that they can do it too. Because I mean, I feel like Rihanna has branded herself in ways no other woman artist has. Like she's literally a lifestyle. So I'm so thankful to have women like her before me to show me what possibilities are out there. I want to talk about, okay, so let's think about all the things you have going on. Mm-hmm. So you have the nail polish uh-huh. and you have a beauty brand coming too, don't you? Yeah, makeup line. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else? What else do you have going? A clothing line? I have a baby hair line. I've done a couple of fashion collaborations. I'm currently working on my own fashion line. And then I just got into acting. Shout out to Gronish for allowing me to grace their, their screen. Yara is just a joy to be around. So I have fun. Yeah, you are doing it. I don't even know how you have time. Girl, I don't either. Because <laughs> then I see you doing like the Facebook, We the Culture. I see you doing everything. TikTok. I see you just like, the, you are the go-to person, but that's a dope thing because it also means people enjoy working with you. Oh, thank you. I'm just really grateful for all the opportunities. I feel like going to college, it really helped and prepared me for a schedule like this and for just being good in all things that I put my mind to. Now, speaking of college, we all saw the video of you going up to J. Cole after the concert to rap for him. And Mm -hmm. we always tell people, like, you got to have courage when you believe in yourself and take that one shot. You never know when you might get an opportunity like that. So what was going on in your mind? Did Did you have a best friend hyping you up to go and be like, no, he's right there. Go rap for him. Who was with you? What was going on in your head? Were you nervous? I was currently with my ex at the time and he had took me to the concert and afterwards he asked me if I wanted to go and wait by the bus and there's only like 15 people back there and I'm thinking you know maybe we we at the wrong place but then he comes out everybody says what's up to him and then I'm kind of last and I'm like I don't really want to but I I, I just want to do it to see what happens so it's like I was nervous but I did it anyway. That's good that he hyped you up to do that. Like, let's go do this because mm-hmm. I think it's hard, especially for women, like to approach a guy because you don't want somebody to get the wrong idea. You know, things like that happen. Right. right. That's how I feel. Like, let's talk about that, too. I feel like as a woman, we're limited to express whose other music we like if it's a male because people assume that we like them or we're trying to, like, send a message. And it's just like, no, I really just enjoy other people's music. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like even on the show, when we have certain guests, if it's a guy and afterwards, you know how you like, oh, I want to follow up with you about something, but then you don't want to be like, well, let me get your information. So it's just be weird. Like the guys have no problem. They'll be like, yo, let me get your number. And you know, they do that. And I just be like, let me just mind my business. <laughs> right. And I, and, I, and I don't like as women, I don't like feeling restricted because, and you're a businesswoman as well. And, you're, and you know, you vouchers. I'm pretty sure you handle everything. You're good at it. But it's just like, what happens when it's time to network with men? Even for you, like having to go to the studio, let's say before you were in a relationship and you want to work with somebody and you like, you know, guys could just show up to the studio, smoke, oh, hang out. Yeah. No, if, if I ever, I don't think, have I done that? No, I, I've only been to like producer camps, but even when I know like other men are at the studio, I make sure I bring a lot of people with me because I feel like sometimes when a woman goes by herself, she's just kind of like bait. Right. And then they blame you. Like, why would you go by yourself? <laughs> right. Right. So I just, I would like to normalize women networking with who they, they want to network with. Mm -hmm. And then I saw you had a joke about, because people were trying to act like you and Cardi don't like each other. But then I saw Hennessy said that you guys might be working on something together and that there's been some contact with the teams behind the scenes to do something, right? Yeah, our scenes have definitely been talking. I think we're just kind of waiting for that right record. But I think the media just likes to take things out of context. And I'm loving how um, women artists are starting to realize that sometimes it's the media that creates something that's not there. And I think it's just it just shows mature and it just shows growth amongst me and my peers to not be affected by what the media says. So maybe like a Pretty Bitch music song? Something like that. <laughs> I know that's right. Okay. Hi, girl. <laughs> now, we're pretty bitch music. Bitch is actually an acronym, mm -hmm. right? And so, can you break that down? So, it actually came from Thug Life. I love Tupac, and I love how he created the acronym for Thug Life. So, I wanted to create an acronym for bitch. The bitch, the B is for boss. I for independent, T for tough, C, CEO, and I'm from the base, so the H means hyphy. And I feel like it's just an underlying theme for everything that I'm talking about and how the sound songs on the album. And this is really your debut album, huh? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it, right? It feels like it. I'm nervous. <laughs> First of all, there's a, the songs you put out so far have been for performing really well. So I think the expectations, like people can't wait. The anticipation is good. I feel like the timing is great too, because we've heard what you can do. Like you said, during this quarantine, we've been, we've been able to see your personality a whole lot more and you've been having a lot of fun. And I think people can, you know, really like you and relate to that. And I feel like at first you did get some hate. Yeah, and let's let's talk about that too, because I see other people going through that. Like I was hated online for like two years straight. It was a strong two years. And I didn't say nothing about it because um, like I said, I feel like high school prepared me for all this bull. But one thing that you gotta realize is that like social media, they're like annoying cousins. Sometimes they hate you, sometimes they love you, they like to with you. So I just think that it's important that people view themselves as brands and not as people because a five-star restaurant going to get a bad review, but does that mean that it's a bad restaurant? No, it's just not for everybody. So I think those two years kind of like developed my mental toughness and there's nothing really online anymore that can make me mad. I just be like, okay, y'all having a day today and y'all trying to pick on me to make yourself feel better and I'm not feeding into that. Well, listen, I just want to thank you for always taking the time. I appreciate it. You know, support you all the way. So I'm excited for this album to come out. Thank you. And I'm so excited to finally, you know, go to the historical breakfast club once quarantine is out. I know. I'm like dying for this to be over already. What about the vaccine? <laughs> 
I'm scared to take it. <laughs> what you think about it? First of all, thank goodness it's not my turn yet, right? I'm going to let everybody that's supposed to get it first. And then let's see. But I feel like we might have to. Girl, I'm nervous. Yeah, I heard we had to too. And I'm getting nervous because I don't like them. I don't. Girl, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm a little concerned. But then I also want to be responsible, right? And I don't want to make like talk other people out of it because I don't want to do it. Right, right, right. Well, let me know if you get it. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. Right. I'm going to be like, girl, I'm in here. I got two heads. <laughs> <laughs> See? Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. When the album's ready, you know, give us a call because we, of course, would love to have you back on The Breakfast Club. Of course. So I can't wait to see y'all in person. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sweetie. I always love talking to her. Now, up next, guess who just got in the studio? Just hilarious. It's me. Y'all already know what it is. Baltimore is one and only. Up early. (laughs) I don't know how y'all got me here like this, but y'all got me. It still ain't no breakfast. I know. Listen, <laughs> it's, a, it's a sad day up here. But anyway, we just wanted you to feel comfortable because we don't get anyone breakfast. So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> but we are going to be doing some rumor report coming up next. And I know Jess Hilarious is going to weigh in on a lot of this because, of course, we're going to discuss Oprah's sit down with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry when we come back. Also, donkey of the day. If you want to call us up on International Women's Day, I'm here. Jess Hilarious is in studio also. And tell us who you want to give donkey to. Ladies only, please, on The Breakfast Club. Yes, it is The Breakfast Club. It's International Women's Day, and Jess Hilarious is here co-hosting. What up, what up? We were just talking about all these people, all these incidents of things happening in Beverly Hills. They robbed that guy for his watch that was worth $500,000. And they made a mistake and shot somebody, shot a woman, like, who ain't had nothing to do with it. That's crazy. I ate at that same restaurant. I had a... um, a meeting with my agents there like last year ate at that same restaurant on that corner let me tell you something even if i had it i don't think i would want a watch that was half a million dollars i i would but i would i don't know why where would, could you I wear, it? wear it i know that's what i'm saying just for pictures you know everything is social now even so, then i like i'd be nervous to post a picture in it oh no. i feel like just because once people see that then you'd be nervous to like where can you put it what do you I do know, with it i know all right well let's get into the rumor report Let's talk about... It's oh. about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Rumor Rumor. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So everybody was waiting for this Oprah sit down with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. And it finally happened. You got to watch it yesterday. The same time the All-Star Game was on, by the way. And one thing that was discussed was Meghan Markle being suicidal. Look, I was really ashamed to say it at the time and ashamed to have to admit it to Harry, especially, because I know how much loss he suffered. But I knew that if I didn't say it, that I would do it. And I I just didn't want to be alive anymore. So were you thinking of harming yourself? Were you having suicidal thoughts? Yes, this was very, very clear. We had to go to this event and I remember him saying, I don't think you can go. And I said, I can't be left alone. Because you were afraid of what you might do to yourself? So sorry to hear that. That's crazy. Nah, that's real crazy. The, the most interesting part about it to me, you know, it of course her suicidal, her feeling suicidal, but the fact that she said they had an event to go to and he was like, you can't go. Like they didn't want her there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm just, that's, that keeps sticking out to me. Like she said there was an event that they had to go to and, uh, they must have told him, like, you can't bring her. You I know? think she, um, he probably felt like she also wasn't 
in the right mind to Mental, go. Like maybe yeah. you need to just be alone. And she was like, I can't be alone. Right. You know, so it was like you never. But that's that's real sad. I, I think it's real sad. And you have nobody to talk to because they didn't want her to talk to anybody because then that's kind of like a scandal in the family mm-hmm. to try to seek help for something. Now, in addition, she said that people were concerned about what color their child would be in those months when I was pregnant all around this same time. So we had in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security. It's not going to be given a title and also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? Who is having that conversation? So, um... There is a conversation. Hold up, hold up. There's Stop several right conver- now. There are several conversations. Wow. Mm. Imagine that. <clears throat> you're having a Oprah- baby, you're just trying to have a healthy baby, and they're yeah. concerned about that? And then Oprah tried to get it to Oprah said, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Who, who said it? Like, who <laughs> said She tried to get the tea. She like, who? And as many times as Harry She's like, tell like, me off the air. Yeah, and then Harry like, I will not say. She like, I know, but just who? What's the nickname? Like, You know what <laughs> I was thinking, though? Because no. Prince Harry did say that his relationships with his brother, Prince William, and his father, Prince Charles, are mm. strained, mm. even though he loves them. And so I kind of was feeling like, it came from that side yeah it could have come from that side the fact that she's not all black though like you th- their first baby not even n- no type of brown you know what i mean like she's mixed she's not all black so they i know they don't want no they feel like they their bloodline is polluted and all that i feel like they i feel like that's how they feel their baby will not be brown at all though well, like, you never know, though, because sometimes you ever seen kids and like one. Oh, <laughs> we on the radio. You can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't curse. <laughs> she got too comfortable. I'm so used to doing my podcast. Yo, I am so sorry. All right. They are really. I was rooting here. for you. I said, Jesse, you going to curse up here, man. <laughs> oh, my God. It did right, take they, two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. They, well, they, they're really white. They're white as ever. You know, so it's like, I don't know. Their side just so much stronger. Right. I, that's how I feel looking at the first baby. But it's just messed up because I can see why they left now because it's interesting. A lot of people had things to say about them doing an interview. And mm-hmm. I saw Bethany Frankel was like, oh, woe is me. And she did this whole tweet, cry me a river. The plight of being a game show host, fairly unknown actress, to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven-figure weddings for two whole years, to being a household name, fetching seven million, because they said they got seven million for this mm-hmm. interview. Mm-hmm. And so she was kind of trying to diss her, like, oh, yeah. what was me? But she didn't know everything that happened behind the scenes. And I think when people saw this interview, because mm-hmm. the one thing you want to do is protect your child. Yeah. Right? And yeah. your child didn't get the title that he was supposed to get. Mm-hmm. Now, they also talked about leaving the royal family, and here's what Prince Harry had to say. That made you decide you had to leave. Yeah, it was desperate. I went to all the places which I thought I should go to to ask for help. We both did, mm-hmm. separately and together. So you left because you were asking for help and couldn't get it? Yeah, basically. Damn. Mm. They just did not care. Cut them off. Cut them off completely. All right, well, and Bethany Frankel, after watching the interview, by the way, put out another tweet, and she put, I watched M&H sit down, emotional distress and racism must feel suffocating and powerless. I'm a polarizing, unfiltered, often to a fault, flawed person with a voice. When I heard of the interview during a pandemic, it felt like a surprising choice. I'm sorry if it hurt or offended you. So she can admit that that was wrong. Yeah, that was definitely wrong. You don't know what goes on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. But even a person like me who sometimes just don't care and just won't go in, you don't know what somebody going through like that. Like you can actually look in some pictures of Meghan Markle and see like she's sad as crap. Like mm-hmm. she don't even really wanna I don't know, she don't wanna be there. So, you know, I 
And especially um, being pregnant, too, and what your hormones yeah. are like. They're having a girl, by the way. They did say that. Oh, we found that out they're having a, a girl. A nice, little cute black baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. That's when you say I'm Jessalarius. And I'm Jessalarius, y'all. Yes, it's The Breakfast Club. It's your time to nominate a donkey of your own. Remember now, that's it's how they choose. Uh-huh. Call in now, 800-585-1051. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee. This is Jocelyn And we are doing Donkey of the Day. Who do you want to give your donkey to? Who's this? This is Marquita from Columbus, Ohio. All right. Who you want to give the donkey to this morning? I'm giving donkey to all the guys out there that are dating women but don't have anywhere to move themselves. Uh-huh. Hold on. You got to... Well, you sound so a little muffled. I said donkey of the day to all the guys out there that are dating women but don't have anywhere to live themselves. Ooh. Oh. But <laughs> they living with these women? <laughs> you know, the couch hoppers. Listen, oh. that is, yes, let's give them donkey. <laughs> yeah, somebody must have hopped off our couch. But listen, if you don't have money, right, if you're a guy, are you not supposed to date? No. <laughs> that is not cool. That is not all right. So it's somebody for everybody. What, what if a girl is broke? You know, y'all could be broke together. Nobody don't need to be dating if they broke. Listen, this sounds personal. What happened to you? Yes. <laughs> Just know I had an experience. <laughs> At least she honest about it. All right, she giving him donkey of the day. <laughs> all right, thank you. Good morning. We are doing donkey of the day. Who do you want to give your donkey to? Good morning, y'all. I want to give donkey of the day to um, my kid's father, my mm. son's father. Um, I was supposed to be going out of town for my birthday. Well, I did still go out of town. I found a babysitter, but um, he canceled on me last minute. Mm. He didn't want to watch my son. Um, and his reason being was because I didn't text him back fast enough. What? But this isn't the first time thing. It's like an ongoing thing, but he doesn't have a problem with texting me and asking me for sex or anything like that mm-hmm. but when it comes to him having to watch myself for me even if I got to work or something he's like no he can't do it and by the way that's his now. son too to yeah. not just your son that's his son yeah. also yeah like and I'm he asked me to have him like what <laughs> But now, the whole I just, thing about it, you was going out of town, so he ain't know where you was going. That's him being insecure. He He's like, he wants you, but then yeah. he don't. I just want to yeah, back up for a second, you. though. You said that he texted you for sex, so that means you're still having sex with him. Yeah. No, I'm not still having sex with him at all. When the last time? Like, probably like a year. You lying. You lying. This year just started. I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm definitely not lying. Like, right, he, right. he always, like, he would call me, leave me voicemails and stuff. And, like, I block, I had to block his number for a while because it was like, I, I, I can ask you to do things for our son. And half the time you say no, but you don't have a problem of reaching out to me and asking me for sex. And mm-hmm. then when I say no, it's, okay, now he really can't do anything for our son. And it still these voicemails. Without talking. Right. <laughs> Dang. All crazy. right. Well, listen, let's give him Donkey of the Day. And I hope you had a good birthday anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, that is Donkey of the Day. Seems like, and it was all women on the line. I just want to say there's a lot of people on here calling in. A lot yeah. of people want to give Donkeys of the Day to people who are some guy she went out with spent $1,000 on bottles but has no place to live. Oh. Yeah. He's probably an all-star. Definitely. All right. Well, that is Donkey <laughs> of the Day. Now, since we're talking about these uh, women who are holding it down, it's International Women's Day. I want to talk about Mackenzie Scott. She's Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. And she just married a science teacher. Now, by the way, do you know how much she's worth? 
57 billion dollars right yes 57 billion dollars yeah. she's the third richest woman in the world so now she's married to a science teacher listen man he is about to be like f them kids i'm not teaching science <laughs> no more i don't care <laughs> but not like on a serious note you can just i mean coming from that marriage we don't know what she had to go through we don't know like why they ended or whatever you know what i'm saying coming from being married to somebody that rich um, she probably want to date a regular guy at this point. Mm -hmm. It's about dating who you happy with now. Now let like, me ask whatever. you, Jess, hilarious. <laughs> okay, could you be with a guy who has way less than you? Not anymore. I did it before. I ain't like it. <laughs> no, no. We're because, gonna get into it. Call okay. us up and let us know what you think. We're gonna ask her what happened and why she won't do it anymore. And I feel you. I I have my own standard. Let's say I have standards now. Yeah. I'm not saying that I go. gotta have more than right. you, but I do have some standards. Yeah. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. What's up? It's the Breakfast Club on International Women's Day with my special guest co-host, Jess Hilarious. What up? And we were talking about dating somebody who has less than you, right? We're talking about <laughs> Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, Mackenzie Scott. She's worth $57.5 billion, and she married a science teacher now. Mm -hmm. So, Jess, I know we both not worth that much. Nah. But, um, nah, nah. You don't got to put it out there like we that. Got coins, we, <laughs> got we got coins, though. We got coins. We ain't got coins. that many coins. We got something. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you date somebody that has less than you? I would not anymore. I have done it. And, and for real, Angie, that, that is not... No, because people get comfortable. They they get comfortable. Um, when I met, the, it was my ex. When I met him, he had a job. He was a supervisor at UPS. Okay. And then he got comfortable. Mm -hmm. Quit his job. Wanted to work for me. Ex, could he work for me? I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I ain't have a manager at the time. I ain't have an assistant. I didn't have an assistant, but she was home. I hired him as my road assistant. Then he started stealing money from me. Like, it just, yeah, like to the point where it was like, nah, people, they lowered their, it's like they lowered their standards. They, he didn't even want to grow with me. Like, he got comfortable, real comfortable. But that, but not, okay, so what if he would have just stayed on at UPS? You'd have been okay. I would have been okay. But if, even if he would, even working for me, if he just would have like bust up at it or tried to learn a way to open, you know, start his own business right. or, or whatever, he became a, a alcoholic. He became a, a real bad, um, Damn. You ruined life by helping him out. Gambler. I know, right? It's like, yo, you know what? And now, now he's an Uber driver, so that's great. Damn. Yeah, he's, okay. at, least, at least he well, got his number. to the money. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I dated somebody before, and this is when I was way younger. He didn't even have a job. He was like, a, I always say, like a very unsuccessful drug dealer. Okay, unsuccessful sold, like, drug dealer. Yeah, like okay. enough weed to eat. You know what right. I mean? And um, it was awful. And yeah. what I think, I helped him get a job. I pretended that he um, worked for me. And then I did a whole resume for him. I wrote the resume. Wow. Yes, got him a job and everything. And then he was sleeping with the girl at the register at wow. Ikea. But I did furnish my whole apartment with furniture from there that we stole. Okay. He stole. Oh, they, you said clear. we. We. This is a long time ago. All right, and it's Women's Day, so we can get away with yeah, it. Yeah, statute of limitations <laughs> is over. But yes, so after that, I was like, okay, because I think it's more about somebody who's motivated, right? Yeah. Rather than, it doesn't, it's not even like how much money you have. If I see the potential in you, you're motivated, you're always working, you're always doing things. That's what I like. It's just the effort. It's the it's the fact that how can you be a man and it's just like you have no dignity, no, no pride, no self-respect if you just let a woman take care of you or if you just, nah, it's, it's different. Different. And we at the point where we like to go places that like if I could pay for it, I want you to at least be able to pay for yourself. Yep, <laughs> yep. Or if I pay for it, or if I pay for it, everything we do when we get there, you're paying for. Right. Like it got to be something like that. 
Now, although it'd be nice to have somebody Uber you around for free. I know. All right, well, let's hey, see. Hey, yo, hold up, hold up. <laughs> that went over my head. It's too early. She, thank you, A. <laughs> All right, so let's talk to y'all and see what you think about that. Let's do uh, line one. Hey, Angelique. Uh, what's up, Justice? So can you be with the guy who has less than you? Um, no, I actually have tried that in my past uh, with my daughter's father. Mm. I... Um, got with him in college and he wasn't sure of his career but i kind of like went right into my career mm-hmm. so he decided to go back and do hvac and i like supported us the entire time and then i got pregnant and i realized how difficult it was to like be the provider in the household and i actually had to end that relationship and it's funny because i feel like i'm still kind of dealing with that like not getting what I feel like I deserve, even from him as a father. So I have had to, like, take child support out on him. And it's been about six years, and he hasn't paid anything. And he's still kind of to this day, like, don't do it. Can you wait for me? And I'm like, my goals in raising your daughter cannot wait. So, Mm -hmm. like, I have to do what I need to do in order to be a provider for her as well. Because just oh my income shouldn't be the factor in raising a child. How much child support? How much does he pay in child support? He doesn't pay anything. How much is he supposed to pay? Yeah, (laughs) right. So we've actually never been to court. I've um, I don't know. I think there's kind of like this stereotype, or even just talking to family members. They're like, don't put him on child support. He sees his child. Your daughter knows who he is. But I'm like, that's I not why you go on child support because you, your child don't know who you are. <laughs> right. I can't get any type of financial help. And this man has completely moved on with his life in a full. And not that I'm jealous because I let it go. Right. Um, but you've decided to move on to a whole different state. So I have to move accordingly. Like the baby can just go away. Too. Like the baby just gonna go away. He yeah, just, just I don't know about that. I would I say child support because yeah. I, it was one. It's one thing if he's paying and handling his responsibilities financially because it's great that the child knows him, mm-hmm. but. There's mm-hmm. a lot of bills that you have to pay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, she said that the family was like, don't put him on child support because he sees his child. That's not why you put... That That doesn't have anything to do with the other. Like, you got, you got rent to pay, bills to pay, me. school, clothes, yeah. food. Bills add up. Exactly. And this is my family telling me that it's just sisters that oh. um, don't see their... You know, their kids' dads might be incarcerated or something. They're like, well, you know, you got it better than me. No. That's, no. I think it's kind of like um, in other communities, other races, when uh, people divorce, men right. pay alimony. It's like and they're it's normalizing the this. It's like right. they're normalizing it. It's not cool. It's not for you. It's for the child. So yeah. get your child support. All right. Well, we are talking about whether or not you can date somebody who makes less than you. Call us up. 800-585-1051. It's me and Jess Hilarious on yes. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and it's Angela Yee. And Jess Hilarious. That's right. It is International Women's Day, and today we are talking about whether or not you could date somebody who makes less than you. This all comes from Mackenzie Scott. That is Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. She is the third richest woman in the world, and she's married a science teacher. Looks like she's happy. My God. My God. (laughs) I would have married her. I would have married her, too. I ain't going to lie. Even if he don't quit his job, it's just like, (laughs) I don't know. It's like, what do you get her for her birthday? 
Uh, something with her money. <laughs> That's thoughtful. What something real thoughtful with her money. All right. Well, let's see what you guys think about that. We have Vicky on the line. What's up, Vicky? Hey. Hey, hey. what's up, Vicky? Would you date some? <laughs> Nothing, baby. What's going on? Nothing. This is Vicky from the Bronx, and I want to um talk about the topic. The topic is how do I feel about someone less than me. He I've been doing this for years. <laughs> you said you've been doing this for years? <laughs> like, I ain't knew I've been doing this for years. Ooh. I'm coming out with a new book called Side Chicks. All right. It's dealing with side chicks, dealing with other men, and it's dealing with the situation. So, wait, and I'm confused. Yeah, you like somebody <laughs> that doesn't have it. Yeah, it's, it's good because when when you um done for them, you can send them back to their baby mother and they can take care of that, that part. Oh my God! What? This is a different topic. Yeah, uh, it sounds like you like being a side chick. I don't know what's going oh, no. on. Oh no, I'm not. A, oh, I am a side chick, but that's a different topic. But yeah, we stick it to the topic with people less than me. Right. Okay. But see, the thing is, it's different if that's your main, right? If that's who you're going to be with, who you might marry one day. It's one thing if you're just messing with them because they broke and good in bed. Yeah. Well, growing up in the South Bronx, they not really your man anyway because, you know, they're out of dating your cousin or something else. So you're oh. bad for things like that. So, 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 so the Bronx is like a whole new country. As, <laughs> it's a whole nother country. No, I come into the game as side chicks. Who's that? Charlemagne? That's just hilarious. This is Charlemagne's little sister. Oh, I'm just hilarious. Hi. I'm just in once again. Hi, honey. But um, I just want to say <laughs> um, it's okay to base my less than you because at any situation it would change. He could, you know, better himself or okay. he could better you or things like that, you know? Okay. Can I give a shout out? Yes. Please. I would like to give a shout out to my mom, Dr. Angela Miles-Daniel from Harlem. <laughs> um, her new book is coming out from Dr. Angela Miles, the inmate. I also have my own radio show coming out. I could tell. Like, yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm coming on tonight at 7 p.m. at the Real Talk About It. Okay. All right, Vicky. Thank you so Look, much. They got books, shows. Yes. Side <laughs> piece. After all this, shit, I want to give a shout out to my mom. She got a book coming out. She, hey, yo, bye, yo. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, it's Ashley. Ashley, could you date somebody mm-hmm. with less than you? Um, actually, I, I did, and I was calling in, and I'm currently with him right now. He's with you right next to you in the car. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm in a relationship. <laughs> so I just want to speak on this real quick. When I met him, he had a business that actually closed down. Okay. Um, from a previous marriage and he lost everything I'm talking about she burned his clothes everything car wow. all that gone and when I met him I was like dang you know he's such a nice guy mm-hmm. and I couldn't see past the fact that you know hey he was in a bad relationship and the girl took everything from him but I really want to start over from scratch mm-hmm. but he really became a help to me in my own personal life and in my business and I felt like at that time I still had standards but I was like, I got the money flowing already, but I really needed him in my business to like help me move stuff around and get stuff situated. Right. And he was smart. Right. So I was like, if he could do a business already when I met him, why can't he build it again? And then, you know, we sat down, talked about um, reciprocation, like, you know, this is what I need and what do you need from me and all that stuff. And it worked out. And now he has another restaurant and he's invested in six more makes more money than he made before okay. me. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, was able to bless me with the whip I wanted, the house I wanted. Damn. And I just feel like, yes. it depends on where you're at in your life. And I feel like when I prayed for a man, I didn't put the money on there. Mm-hmm. I said right. for me and him to be able to build together. So right. yes, still have your standards and stand by them. But at that time in life, depending on who it is and where you're at and if you need them, 
I say just go for it. You just never know what it's going to be. All right, exactly. Ashley with the success story. I like that, yeah. especially representing National Women's Day. We are listen. Already. I I appreciate you because my story didn't end well, and neither did Jess's. Nah, so I'm glad nah, you're I'm kind of hating on her, man. What the Sorry. guy was with ended up in jail. Yours is a <laughs> well, nothing wrong with being an Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I got fans like, guess what my Uber driver was tonight, Jess? Your ex. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say hi. Give him a tip. Yeah. <laughs> Give him five stars, please. All right. Well, that is The Breakfast Club. And next up in the rumor report, since we're talking about dating, looks like Wendy Williams went on a date with this guy that she actually auditioned on her show. Remember, mm-hmm. she was looking for somebody to date. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> Do we have to say now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, we going to do it. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Yes, it's The Breakfast Club. It is International Women's Day. Jess Hilarious is here guest hosting. I am. Before you got here, Dramos was um, Dramos on the boards, but we were Thelma and Luis. But now, <laughs> Luis, Luis, yeah. you know, that's Luis. not how that's not how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> they thought she was Spanish. Yeah, something. Luis. <laughs> <laughs> but now, thank God, Jess Hilarious is here. Wow. So. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Let's get into the rumors. <laughs> She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right. Well, I know this is going to make a lot of people tear up just like we did when we saw this. But Beyonce did share an emotional video montage. This was on Saturday to pay tribute to Lyric Chanel. She was only 13 years old and she passed away on Friday Mm. after a battle with um, anaplastic ependymoma. It's a tumor that forms when cells in the central nervous system begin to multiply rapidly. And in children, that tumor often occurs in the brain. Wow. Lyric, it's you. You're the one I love. And you're the one I need. You're the only thing I see. Come on, Lyric, it's you. Yeah, that was sad. And I saw a lot of people posting for her. Yeah. Trade the truth. He said, mm-hmm. tears ain't stopped falling yet. Um, so he had been going to see her quite a bit. I saw DJ Efezi, a lot of people. So she touched a lot of people's hearts, and she it's, was only thirteen. It's just really sad because you know, kids they they don't they don't pick that. Like you don't you know you don't pick that. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't get you have no say in it. That's something that takes over your body. And like she had a whole life ahead of her, and her family really thought that she would pull through again because she beat it before, you know and. It was just, it's sad. It's really sad, so. Well, rest in peace and our condolences to Lyric Chanel's family. Absolutely. All right, now Wendy Williams has gone on a date, and that's because, you know, she was doing this whole dating game on her show. And... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Jess. And her new guy, I guess, is Mike Esterman. Here he is on the show. What's your idea of a fun date with me? Lamar Odom, I'm sure you might have heard his name. He's doing a, a boxing match, actually, coming up in Atlantic City. I think a great first date would maybe go, get some ringside seats there, and, you know, just have a good time checking out the boxing match. Do you really like boxing, or do you, did you watch the show and know that I'm a boxing fan? I enjoy that. Look, I went to many fights with Mario, but he follows it like to a T. I'm sure you do, too. But I, I don't know stats and all, but it's a great, it's a great invigorating sport just to watch, right? yeah. especially close up. 
Her with the name dropping. Yeah, because me and Mario. Which one? Because <laughs> you got Mario Wine. You got Mario. <laughs> Mario Wine. Let me love you. You got yeah. Mario Lopez. <laughs> well, Mario Lopez is who he was talking about. But he does real estate and home improvement. And the guy, another guy, because there was a whole bunch of people that were vying for this date. Uh, Tyrone. Be honest with you, Wendy. I know I'm the shortest, probably, and maybe the, even the youngest. But I don't give a damn about that. <laughs> All that means is I got more energy, last way longer, and need no assistance. So you call me the Mr. New York City, right? Look, <laughs> I like Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have went with Tyrone. Yeah, look, he knows <laughs> his <got> flaws. Energy. <laughs> yeah, he knows his flaws, and he said he can keep up. Shoot, okay. He seems like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now Kim Kardashian watched the Framing Britney Spears uh, documentary and she basically posted on her Instagram stories about it. She said, so I finally watched the Britney Spears documentary this week and it made me feel a lot of empathy for her. The way the media played a big role in her life, the way it did can be very traumatizing and it can really break even the strongest person. No matter how public someone's life may seem, no one deserves to be treated with such cruelty or judgment for entertainment. Then she talked about her own experiences, mm-hmm. right? And being pregnant with North. She said she was swollen uncontrollably. She had preeclampsia. She gained 60 pounds, delivered almost six weeks early. She said, I cried every single day over what was happening to my body, mm. mainly from the pressures of being constantly compared to what society considered a healthy pregnant person should look like. So they have pictures comparing her to yeah. Shamu the whale and all that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, because I ain't mean to laugh, but it's like... I'm glad no. you cleaned it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was pregnant, I was compared to a lot of things as well. I mean, I think that Kim is just always so used to being perfect. You know what I mean? The people who live in their bubble of perfection, they they don't really know how to take criticism outside of, you know, outside of their norm. I mean, yo, yeah, she was big as crap. But I mean, pe- women get big when you know that's 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 the beauty of it. Um, you got to take an account though. Your whole life is on TV. Everything you do is on TV. You could have said, I don't know if she could have said it, but. I don't want to shoot this big. Like, I, I don't want to shoot. I don't want nobody taking pictures of me. She could have hit it like Kylie hit her pregnancy. And I'm, I'm sure Kylie hit it for other reasons, but you didn't have to be seen. You know what I mean? She probably was extra emotional, though. And like she said, she was going through preeclampsia. Yeah. And then, but it is true that you can't have it both ways, right? You can't expect yeah. the media to cover you when you want them to and then yeah. not when you don't want them to. It's yeah. hard to say both. But they can be very cruel. They can be. About can people's be. weight. And people on social media can, too. And that's mm-hmm. something that Lizzo talks about. You know, I guess Lizzo was responding to somebody talking about her weight. Here's what she said. I wake up into my o- obese bed. I have to get, like, a king bed because I'm so obese. And, <laughs> and I put on my obese Louis Vuitton house slippers. And <laughs> I walk into my massive obese bathroom and I just stare into my wall-to-wall obese mirror and I just lather myself in the most obese expensive oils and creams and by the time I've made it to my kitchen I've already made another obese million dollars my bank account is so fat <laughs> I mean that was obesely corny to me but I do like I do I like her I like I love the confidence that she gives to other obese women however I think sometimes it's not really about you know everybody calling you fat or making fun of you being fat a lot of times it's a, it's a it's a health issue you know at some at some point now she's lost weight mm-hmm. you know she's lost weight um i don't know if she she ain't gotta get skinny or nothing like that but it's it was just because i've seen even a lot of her fans tell her like about her health like it could affect your health 
You know what I mean? So I don't know. People are very cruel. People are very cruel. And I know that she don't like me anymore for something that I said one time. Oh, but damn. you know, but I, I, it wasn't really, it wasn't even really like that, Angela. So you don't even gotta look at me like that. I could tell she really doubly not gonna like you now. <laughs> I know, I know, and and I, I love her. I love everybody who don't like me. It don't matter, you know. They don't know me, so whatever. that's a good attitude. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your rumor report with Jess Hilarious and oh, DJ Diamond Cuts is doing a special mix for us on International. Women's Day. I love DJ Diamond Cut. She's amazing. So normally I would do a Yee mix, but Envy don't really let me do that no more. Okay. Because <laughs> people be like requesting it and then they be like, oh, you know, get him out of here. I got so you. I, I got backed you. up off of it. I respect it. <laughs> but next week, no. <laughs> she gonna do it. <laughs> All right, DJ Diamond Cuts up next on The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. What's up? What's up, you guys? And this is The Breakfast Club. It's International Women's Day, so you know we are taking over. Those stinky guys is out of the studio, so it's a full takeover with the women. And this is exciting because I have Mulatto, I have Erica Banks, and I have Dream Doll here with me. And we are going to have a really open and honest discussion about women in this hip-hop industry because y'all have all achieved a level of success that people will just never get to man or woman. So I wanna applaud you on that. And I know this will be educational for our listeners and fun to hear some of the things you have to overcome, some of, some of your wins, some of the lessons that you've learned. Okay, ladies. Now, all of y'all are beautiful women. So I wanna ask you, okay. when it comes to how you look physically, do you think we're closer to a place where the physical doesn't matter as much for women? Or do you think it's still such a huge part and you feel like you have to look a certain way in order to make it? Oh, I definitely think you gotta look a certain way. Like you gotta face beat. It's so much pressure on like female artists. Like face beat twenty four seven. You gotta look like that bitch. Styling whole glam team gotta be on point. I feel like it's a lot of pressure on women. To be honest, mm -hmm. too much pressure at times. Okay, because we still human. Like the other day, I seen them getting. They was like they was calling um Cardi ugly because she didn't have on no makeup. First of all, Cardi a bad bitch. Okay, <laughs> right. I is a bad bitch. And they think, like, we supposed to look like we going to a video shoot 24-7. Every right? day. You can't even post a picture yeah. of three hours. I'm telling you, like, baby, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm supposed to have makeup on for, like. Right. That's a fact. They think you're not human no more. It'd it be a gift people be trying purse. to snap that photo, they, they, they be trying to catch you out there and get that photo of you where yeah, you're Yeah, and it's like, it's not even a bad picture. It's just I don't have on makeup and wig. And lashes. Right. It's not, it's not nothing ugly about it, baby. I wonder if things will ever change, if we'll ever be able to just be regular, you know? Because I do like when people post those pictures just to show what they for real look like, because yeah. it's just not easy. It's expensive. Sometimes you also just don't feel like it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a lot of, it's a lot of beauty standards on women, period. But especially yeah. when you're in the industry, you're in the, in the limelight, for sure. But there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that be wrong with the guys too, but we they just don't talk about it. Exactly. It's yeah. okay. We not the only ones getting quarantine thick, okay? You know. <laughs> Ooh, don't get me started, please. <laughs> all right, now I want to ask all of you. Now, you know what? I want to pivot to this. Have mm -hmm. you been in situations where guys have tried it in the studio or like tried to work with you, but only because they had some ulterior motives? That's yeah, a fact. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. I dealt with that so many times. That's why I don't go to studio what? sessions alone. I'd be like, send a verse, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Send a, you know, yep, I'd have yeah. to pay for my features, then to get a handout. Like, I'd be like, I don't even wanna deal with the artist. I just wanna deal with the mm -hmm. business part. Yep. 
Oh God, I, I definitely am like that. How Dream says she'll rather uh, like send a verse. Oh yeah, I'm definitely like that. Yeah. Cause it's like it be so much bullshit you can't tell if a really mean business or he trying to just use the song yeah. as a gateway. You know what I'm saying? Or but, genuinely but, with you, period. Right. They be like, they be trying to use that like. I, trust me, I'm gonna keep working. All feature rates gonna be the same person. Right. I'm gonna get right. there. I don't right. need you to time. try to coy me for no feature. Like it ain't that deep. Now, early on for all of you, you had to overcome like people's perceptions of you. I would say, mm -hmm. like obviously, obviously for you, mulatto, people looked at you on the rap game, and you had to overcome that. Dream Doll, Bad Girls Club, Erica Banks for you, the drama that the label had, you know, with Megan Thee Stallion. So, how do you feel about like just? having to just change what people initially thought about you because they will attack you, keep on bringing it up. It gets kind of annoying. But then how do you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to just, you know, forget all that, keep it pushing. And the people that used to hate on you, accept the fact that they could be fans now too. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's about evolving. Like, you know, it's yeah. not, I didn't change nothing. I'm just, you know, more mature. I went through shit. I learned from my mistakes. And, you know, if you f with me, f with me. If you don't, you don't. And just keep doing me and just keep growing and keep, you know, like perfecting things. You know, I had to work on my own shit. And everybody making the yeah. same mistakes. It's just ours was publicized. So it's like. Publicized, right? We ain't exactly. get the fair shot. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. if somebody come up, they just come mm -hmm. up and they just doing music. All right, cool. You that's your first impression, but we never got a second chance at our first impression. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But with me, I just. Um, but I think I feel like people bandwagon. That's a fact. But yeah, I was just saying with me as far as the whole overcoming that. Uh, like Dream said, I just continue to be me. You know, that's all you can do. Grow, learn from it. You know, it might be a little irritating in the beginning, and you might respond to a couple of people. But then, once you realize, okay, I can't respond to thousands of people every day. You know, you can't. So that's when I got over. When I realized, okay, I don't have time to go back with every single one of y'all. So I'm gonna just do me. And you know, who grow to like me, grow to like me. So it's people that love me now. Some of the same people who was saying what they were saying. You know, but some people still feel how they feel, and that's cool with me. Because at the end of the day, you know, I can just be me. So on the positive side of things, who is somebody that hit you up? that you screamed because you were so excited when it happened, that you were like, I can't believe this person knows who I am. Damn. Oh, for me, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne DM me and told me he my music and shit, and I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, top five for me, for sure, especially being from South. Like, I grew up on Weezy. Wow, Lil Wayne. What about you, Dream Doll? Anybody you ever had that hit you up or tweeted you, and you was like, oh, shit. Well, I could say that, you know, my, my second mixtape, you know, having Little Kim as my fe featured on it. And when I, I hit her up because I was like, all right, boom, let me just ask her. The least she could say is yes or no. You know, so I feel like, you know, her doing that was like one of the biggest accomplishments I probably ever had yeah. thus far. What about you, Erica? Who did you go crazy over when they hit you and you was like, all right now? Um, for me, and it wasn't even her like reaching out to me through DM or nothing. Um, it was actually Nikki for me. So it's like when I seen it, I'm like, okay, Nikki, know I exist, bet. Don't talk to me. That was lit. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's International Women's Day, and we have some more coming up with Mulatto, Dream Doll, and Erica Banks coming up on The Breakfast Club. That's right, y'all. It's International Women's Day, and we got Mulatto, we got Dream Doll, and we got Erica Banks. Don't you feel like there's a lot of dope female rappers right now? Oh, yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. For sure. Hell yeah. And we all it's in our time. own lane from different areas. We look different, rap different, different, different. flow. Like, we all going yeah. crazy right now. Top it's, a, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of girls popping. Society is also very critical of women, and we've seen this happen over and over again. When you guys rap about sex, 
or rap about sexuality or anything like that and men still get away with it right so why do you think that men are held to a different standard than women when it comes to music because every every everybody everything is like a man's world yeah well it's, it's male dominant they could do stuff that we can't do like they could be five thousand littles but they can't be four dogs it's crazy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, Damn, it's just yeah. the way they make it. Yeah, they just, it's just they, like they, they don't just... want women to have that much power. It's like we can have power, but not that much. You know, it's still like a yeah, male-dominated yeah. world. It's definitely male-dominated. They just let they hang in the music industry. But one thing about it, that's switching up though. Because okay, right. riding on these oh, bitches harder than these. Bitches. Oh God, bitches is out rapping too for sure. Exactly for sure, for sure. For you sure. name no names of the guys, but yes, you are absolutely right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about dating, right? Because as women, when it comes to who you're with, there's always a lot of speculation. People are always like, oh, she with this person. Oh, she took a, per a oh, picture boy. with him. She must be with him. How do y'all handle that? Yo, why, why does every guy we around, we got to be dating them? We, no, we got to be fucking them. Fucking dating. We some, I didn't. That's like, that's why I don't be want to be in these studios now. Cause it's like oh studio. That's my new. I'm in a club. That's my new. That's the industry though. That's the industry. That's it's where like, nowadays you got to be across from you. Like, like yeah, I'm gonna with you. <laughs> For real, cause like you do a song with a nigga and in the top comment be, I know he. Oh did. yeah. Like no, the oh, he did though. Oh, he might not even be your type. Like right. <laughs> I be look. I be dapping these. Up, like, what up? Like, I don't even do none of that friendly. Shit. You don't even get no vibe. Like, right. like that. <laughs> like that. Okay. But when it does come to dating, what do you think a man has to have in order to be able to deal with successful women in this business? Because they have to know you're going to be around Ooh. a certain type of person. So, if you had to say, This is what a man they might they be coming off insecure. yours. You know what I'm they saying? Coming off yours. They be insecure. And that's yeah. that that's with their ego when the yeah. woman is doing, you know, more than them. So yeah. not all men, but for the most part, no. men, they want to be the man. They want to be the breadwinner. So that shit with your relationship. I've been in a relationship where I was the breadwinner and that shit like kind of with the ego. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, he definitely got to be successful on his own. For sure. I is, agree with him. Did you spoil Did you spoil him? Oh, I spoiled my man, but he spoiled me too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I be feeling like nowadays, though, you don't be knowing what a man's intention is. Like, I be scared to start over now. That's like, I don't be knowing if he really with me or he with me. He dreamed all he with me. Like, what right. You right. Know, I don't be right. knowing if it just be for clout, if it just, because you know what it is, you'll with a nigga publicly. Next thing you know, he dropping a song in two days. Like, what, what? Was I part of the marketing plan? Like, oh let me God. know. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's what let the thing know. is. These niggas be more clout chasers than the bitch. Yo. And then they, they, be, they be saying, like, we groupies and shit. These niggas right. be out. out. I always out. say that. <laughs> Well, congrats to all of y'all, because I see everybody's in different places working right now. So let's just take a moment to talk about some of the things that we are grateful for before we wrap this up for International Women's Day. So what are some things that you're grateful for? I know it's been a pandemic. It's been really tough for a lot of people. Obviously, we've all had to make some changes in how we put out music, how you market yourselves, and even just making money. So let's just talk about some things that we're grateful for. Oh. Nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really feel like 
during the pandemic, like I made the most money money I made through my career. And I felt like, you know, um, it's, it's been good for me, you know, sadly, you know, all the people we lost, like from New York, all the people we lost, you know, in the music industry. But I just feel like it's all about growth and women taking over and, you know, us just knocking down these doors that smack out of us and, you know, just killing shit. Like, that's why I'm, I'm just thankful for my team, my fans, you know, everybody around me. And, you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to more growth. So you made the most money during this pandemic than you have in your career. Yep. That's great. Super thankful. What about you, Erica? Um, I'm gonna start off with Dream. Dream, I'm thankful for you, first of all. But <laughs> I seen I seen the busted challenge. And you know that's let my me, sh- there. <laughs> let me start there now. It's as far as the um just the pandemic and being a, a artist in the pandemic, especially a new artist where I'm still trying to get familiar with the crowd and they trying to get familiar with me. I'm just thankful for all the DJs, you know, who are still playing my music, you know, even on live. Um, I'm just thankful for everybody who was still supporting, you know, even through the slow time. So a lot of we seen you doing 511 um, features. I see you. Yes, you was working. So talk to us about what you're grateful for. Yeah, I'm grateful for my team because like when the pandemic first hit, I was so like I was over it. I'm like, bro, this over because I had just signed. Um, well, I had just announced that I signed a month before we went into the um pandemic. So I was like, wow, like I was just so discouraged. Like I'm like, this just up my whole rollout, you know what I'm saying? But my team got creative and like I'm one of the artists that that took off during the pandemic as well. So. I'm grateful for my team. All right, but ladies, thank y'all so much. It is International Women's Day. Again, we took over the Breakfast Club, all women today. So I appreciate y'all and much love. Thank y'all for having me. It was Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Be safe. Yes, that was my roundtable discussion for International Women's Day with some of the best up-and-coming rappers who happen to be women, by the way. They dope anyway, in their own right. It don't matter if they women, men, whatever. That was Mulatto, Dream Doll, and Erica Banks. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk to Chloe and Hallie, and we're going to talk about this 80-20 thing, right? Does anybody have 100%? Or what do you do when one guy is 80% and one guy is 20%? And me and Jess Hilarious will be discussing on The Breakfast Club. What's up? It is the Breakfast Club on International Women's Day. It's me and Jess Hilarious. Yeah, I'm here. Listen, I wish y'all could hear what we talk about behind the scenes, but we can't <laughs> do that. But yeah, you just get a little a little taste. <laughs> Already know. But as you know, we've also teamed up with the Facebook groups for How Can I Get On, the ultimate search for hip-hop and R&B's latest talent. You voted on our five finalists. Now it's time to reveal who is the winner. So make sure you tune into The Breakfast Club tomorrow when the Stinky Boys are back and find out who you wanted to get this singles deal with Sparta Distribution. Okay, and right now... I want to talk to you about Chloe and Hallie. You know, I had them on also for International Women's Day, and they talked about the new song 8020 that's on their deluxe uh, album, ver- the deluxe edition of their album. I love their album. Yeah, listen, they're amazing. But I didn't know what 8020 was necessarily about, so Chloe explains it. Listen to this. So you're in a relationship with a guy, and you know you have all these things in your mind that you want, and he gives you 80% of that, and it's mm. cool, you're chilling, you're fine, but then you meet this guy who gives you the 20% that the guy doesn't offer, but he doesn't have everything that you need to keep a stable relationship, but he brings that fire and passion, and it's like, okay, I have this, yeah, it's like, I have this 80 but I want this 20, do I sacrifice for less or more? So we need two guys to equal 100%. <laughs>
All right. So every guy, there might be a guy that has 80% of what you want and then 20% of what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think anybody has 100%? Honestly, no. And then especially not these days. No. It's, it's, I, for me, there is no perfect man. I don't care what you say. I, I don't care. Because, look, you can have a spiritual side, but then you could be financially, like, Distraught. not together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And, or you can have all the money in the world, uh-huh. but, but you, can I say? You're an ass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's an ass. Not you. <laughs> okay. All right. But but then your, your, your thing is small. You know what I'm saying? You can't right. provide. It's nobody that's all like all put together and then there's no woman that's all put together either right we, okay we can't, we can't fair we, enough yeah even though it's, it's national women's day I mean, we just gotta tell it like it is it's no perfect man there's no perfect woman so i think the balance would be what he lack you pick up but he can't be lacking too much all right well right now we do have some more special things happening on international women's day and we have cardi b hey. giving us a positive note What's up, y'all? This is Cardi B, and I want to send my love and energy to all you listening right now. Always remember, ladies, we are strong, we are beautiful, and we have to protect and support each other. Let's stop fighting. (laughs) Happy International Women's Day, and make sure you do something special for yourself today. What's up, Angela Yee? I see you holding down the Breakfast Club as you dug every morning. (laughs) Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? The Breakfast Club.